Solid Listen, a review from My Pet Says. I've been listening to this podcast for the last three to four months and I've listened to every episode in this period. Really enjoyed the weekly drop-ins and I've been using it as a sounding board for the soon-to-be mypetsays.co.uk as I haven't told anyone about it yet. Please keep them coming, Adam and Harry. That is a perfect example of how to plug your upcoming business in a review. If you listen to this show and you've listened to previous shows and you haven't taken the time to head over to your podcatcher of choice and leave us that five-star review, pause this episode now, go and do it, and we'll be reading them out on the next episode. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 334 of The Startup Diary. I am Harrison Mudge, and I am with my co-host, Adam Callow. Hey guys, thanks for joining us. And if this is the first time you've joined us on this show, this is where we share what it's truly like to build a business, the highs, the lows, and everything in between. Harry, what are we talking about today? That is a great question, and my answer is I do not have a clue. We were just going to turn the mics on, and we were going to riff because that's what the audience tell us what they enjoy the most. <laughs> I think some of the feedback we've had so far, especially when we've done the drop-in shows, we had our last show, we changed the structure a little bit. And just the fact mm-hmm. that me and you can just get on the mics and talk about what's top of mind for us in this business, <laughs> because I think that's where we get to the meat and bones of it. That's yeah. where we get to the real shit compared to it trying to be this macro lesson every time, because sometimes we don't have shit to teach. We've just got shit to talk about. Um, <laughs> or complain about. Complain about. Uh, what's going on in your world in the business right now? Um, so... The big thing, the big thing for me right now is, uh, and I was literally saying this to the wife before I left this morning, is I feel like I'm doing a lot of admin and not a lot of work, if that makes sense. Like I feel like I'm logging everything I'm doing mm-hmm. so you know exactly where I am in the pipeline of a project, but I'm not moving forward on the project. Do you know what I mean? So like you can see a very detailed explanation of exactly where I am, but where I am is not really moved further along than it should have so so it's it's this weird like if I actually worked on the project I could get it done for example by the end of the week just to use round numbers but because I'm doing like admin and stuff I'm like have it it almost leads to like a crunch to the end of the week if that's the when the deadline is whereas if it had just because I'm because I'm logging all this stuff whereas if it had just kind of cracked on and done it I could have probably had it wrapped up by Wednesday so yeah, I just feel like I'm spending a lot of time in emails, a lot of time logging updates that, because obviously we converse with clients through email. Mm-hmm. I'm then like moving over to Monday and giving an update there. And it seems like a very like, speak here, log it there, go back because they've emailed me now. And then like, I'm like updating log and like, well, it, where's the it's, work it's happening? It's like, yeah, I could, I could be doing the job getting it done yep. and then just putting like finished <laughs> you you could be but so I'm going to give you a bit of my, my sort of like feedback on that and then I'm going to roll through the four step problem solving process mm-hmm. I always kind of come back to the fact that as a company sometimes you've got to slow down to speed up yep which is exactly what you're going through right now. <laughs> no, no, it's just a fact. Think about the first highs oh, that I'm I made. Down. <laughs> <laughs> the first highs that I made, like my output just fell like through the floor because you go through this period of actually trying to build a process and yep. try and get some system working. So, because right now it's like one person to one client doing one project. And what you've got to do is 
build a team that you can manage. So all of a sudden, the learnings that you've had, the process that you've built scales throughout the company. I'm under no illusion that one, you're probably gonna have to work more hours now just going to happen because we've got which I am doing already <laughs> just because I'm like <laughs> I've got more boxes to tick <laughs> yeah but we've also got client projects to fulfill yep. and because you're managing two resources in the company now I know that's probably taking you a few hours a day but when we hired these people we didn't say okay guys we're going to hire some people and we're going to take on no external projects while Harry trains them up because mm-hmm. we live in a real world yeah, yeah. here like we've got to keep the lights on so because of that you've got a really hard job to do right now but I want to kind of take this onto, I think I spoke about it in a previous show, but the four-step problem solving, which mm-hmm. is what I'm doing with the team now, which is really fun because they know I'm doing it now because I've got like this process that I go through. So can you do me a favor? Can you identify the problem that you think you're experiencing right now? Good question. What is my problem? So uh, let me try and uh, walk myself through it. So right now my problem feels... My problem is that I'm very admin-based, whereas uh, when, a, when a project's to be done, I'm actually spending more time logging the project than mm-hmm. I am actually doing the project. Now, that's emotional. What problem is that yeah. causing? For me or for the actual project? Let's do both. Um, so, so, <laughs> so here's the problem. The project's not getting done, but here's my solution so far is I'm passing that off to Connor. So he's doing the project. So that is still getting done. So that's like solved a problem. Mm-hmm. That's not a problem well, then. It's so, yeah, it solved it solved the project getting done problem. Mm-hmm. Wicked. I just now am then spending all my time just logging everything. Like I'm not doing anything. And I'm not like physically doing any output other than internal comms yep. and client communication, which obviously is important. But... But yeah, it feels like I could be doing more productive things. Whereas I'm like, I feel like the balance isn't quite right. I feel like I'm doing a lot or too much logging. And maybe it's me being like over, over detailed that I'm like literally logging everything when I should just be like, you know what, probably check in on this every two days and give yep. a, give a bi-daily update if, if that's the uh, the phrase. Um, so maybe I'm, be, maybe I'm like going overboard on this. Because I'm trying to figure out the logging, the tracking process. Um, so let me ask you a question. Do you think the problem is emotionally for you, you feel like you're not productive anymore and you could do more output? I, I think so, yeah. That, th- I think that is it. Like, I've not got a problem doing all this logging, but like while I'm doing it, I'm thinking like I could actually just be doing this. But is it about the company reducing the overall output or is it about you feeling like you're not doing the most productive work? I think that so output output from the company has increased Marginal. say yeah it's increased like one and a third mm-hmm. whereas really what I was what I thought is is it if basically if Connor came in and we both did the same thing mm-hmm. we could double our output so I think this is a, okay awesome so another problem is the overall output is because lower <laughs> to what you thought emotionally if you just take this as like this tangent as well is do you think there's are you basically demotivated around the admin around it do you wish you were back on the camera and doing more like that 
Um, well, obviously, because that's that's more fun than filling in spreadsheets and stuff. But yeah. that's 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 not necessarily my issue. My issue is like I'm doing all this because I know we need to get mm-hmm. we need to track it all and do all this stuff. But I'm like, I'm like, I feel like this isn't the best. I'm for the company. I feel like this is costing us all. Mm-hmm. Like it's costing me time and the company money when we could be. And I think, I feel like some of it is partly down to me as well. I think that's what it is. I'm not sure if like, I think I feel, because I'm not the best at like organization and admin anyway, I think that it's almost like a, I'm the weak link in the process. It's mm-hmm. like, I feel like I can either, I, I either need to be better at this than I am, or I feel like I should be better than, at this than I am. And that's where time is being lost, if that makes sense. Like I'm trying to figure out where exactly the problem is in me doing this whole admin thing. Like I've not got the issue doing it, but I feel like, am I optimizing how I do it? Mm-hmm. Am I wasting time myself just because I think I'm, am I am, am I overlogging what we're doing, for example? So, like, so, so yeah, I'm just trying to figure that one out, I think. So firstly, let's, let's like, you should know this better because you on another podcast that we do, we were speaking about positive affirmations. Like just from your terminology in terms of like, wasting time and stuff like that Mm. let's try and flip it into becoming is this the most productive i can be is this the most efficient i can be and it feels like the problem that you've got in your head is we're at 1.3 efficiency where you think we should be at two yeah and maybe that's not the case but if we if we think about if we added another connor for example Mm -hmm. so and and the work the the um the 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 client work mm-hmm. increased accordingly. I feel like I would get even more shit to do, which I feel like shouldn't be the case. It should be like a can. It should be a. Obviously, it will grow slightly, yeah. but I feel like it shouldn't. The graph shouldn't be getting steeper. Mm-hmm. It should just be a linear. Whereas I feel like it isn't. The graph would get steeper right now in the amount of admin that I would do. So, and that's why I feel like my process I can is broken. Re- so okay, so I think. Again, let's not use broken because I think you inefficient. I yeah, think I think, is you've, a I think term. you've made it's not it's not necessarily you've broken. made huge progress in the last just four weeks alone in terms of how you build a process within the team to get work done. And we've spent some time together, and I've been super impressed with it. I can hugely relate to what you're going through because this is the exact thing mm. that I go through with my performance coach right now. Because I come into the office and I feel like I'm just doing busy work and really don't feel like my skill set is being used to the best of its ability. Mm. And the advice I got is I need to sort of, I need to adjust my measure of success because it used to be two mm. two very clear things, revenue and community growth, the two things I measured on. Hiring a business development manager, I've got to share that responsibility in KPI, move it across to, to Alan. And we've got people in the company helping with growth of the community. The way that my role is now, it's, about spending time with my direct reports and helping them become more efficient. Mm-hmm. It's amazing that you've got this base understanding of the fact that you've gone from one to 1.3, okay? I would have expected it to just be one, just one. So you hire someone else in and the output's exactly the same, at least for a few months. Mm. Because you're basically having to say, okay, all this process in my head right now, how I do with clients, the relationships, Monday, all this. You're having to shift that knowledge to someone else. And that's really, really mm. painful. And I get that. But- what we need to do is work out actually how are you going to measure your success? And it kind of comes on to what we're going to speak about as a company um, in two weeks time, which is OKR. So like, what's your objectives for you? And then how are you going to measure it? So if we had to go through that now, 
And you say, actually, right now you're measuring it on output, which is great. How can you measure that in terms of numbers within the business? Because what we have to do is take it away from the emotional, I feel like I'm not being um, efficient to actually my goal this month is to increase output from 1.3 to 1.5. How do I go about doing that? Mm. How do I train the team, reduce the admin within the process because we need to have more time clicking the buttons and moving the mouse? Like what what can you do now to measure it? Um, as in... As in like looking at the projects that we've got and how quick we're turning them out, can we get more projects in? Yeah, let's zoom into the 1.3 that you said in terms of like when you think, because that feels like that was a very, it's, it's a great number to know, mm. but you've got this background calculation going on in your head. Like what is it that's giving you that idea of actually we're probably doing uh, 13 hours worth of output compared to the 10 that we used to do and it was just you as an example. Like what's um, giving you that feeling? I think I think it's because I equate like the editing and stuff like that as like the heavy lifting. That's mm-hmm. the stuff that like there's no way you can sort of optimize that to be any quicker. Like something's gonna if something's gonna take sort of eight to ten to sixteen hours, mm-hmm. it's gonna take that long and it just needs to get done. Like, let me let me ask a question on that then. If you're given a project and it takes you sixteen hours, mm-hmm. how long will it take Connor today? Uh prob- less because because he would um, likely be able to focus on it and not anything else. Let's just say all things equal, you have nothing else on your plate and it's an eight-hour project and you do it. How long would it take Connor to do it? Um, To be honest, I'd probably say either about the same Mm -hmm. or ideally at some point quicker. (laughs) Okay. I don't think he's any slower at all. He might he might be quicker because he probably doesn't do certain things that I do do during the editing process, but when it comes to actually sort of like cranking something out, he's he's he is fairly quick. Cool. So, so the reason I ask that question is what I'm doing is I'm looking for opportunities where you can basically get more hours of output within your team because mm-hmm. that's what we're going to measure. So what other levers can we pull? So where else is time being spent right now that we can optimize? Um, as in like what do I for me or for for everyone the team. Uh, the way that I see it is you've got three people two that should be basically nearly 80-90% output mm. because you're basically giving direction the time that you are giving up from an output perspective should be delegating it and these two people to be really efficient at their jobs so like what's the thing that's taken up most of the time it felt like what we said earlier was admin uh, is that internal admin or client communication both I would say uh, the thing is uh, the weird the weird thing is it's almost like I'm the bottleneck. Like at the moment, I wrote that down in my notepad about three months ago. <laughs> but that like, exact sentence. And like, and this is why I'm keen to get um, Expert Trades Academy up and running as well. Because I, what I want, what I would like to do mm-hmm. is have this whole mass heap of projects that we need to work on and get through, and just throw them at the team mm-hmm. and see how they can get it done. Because right now, I feel like I'm like slowly passing work over, and it's getting turned out really nicely and quickly. But I feel like there's pro- there's there's room to really apply pressure. So on reflection of me is I I was and still am a little bit the bot- bottleneck in the business. Mm-hmm. I actually think in the daily vlog I actually ended it with me explaining that I'm the bottleneck and I'm putting more accountability and responsibility and as Stephen May needs to tell me as well as authority because those three things are different. Mm-hmm. 
I've put that pressure onto the team, including you, more significantly in the last four six weeks, and that's still going to ramp up again probably for the next four to eight weeks as I really define, um, as I really learn what I can and mm-hmm. what the team can't do. My question is: is it feels that you're giving Connor activities after you've done all the de-risking air quotes of it? So, what can you give to Connor and give him more accountability and let him potentially fail and drop the ball? Because it feels like that's what you're doing. It feels like you're by being the bottleneck. It's because you're doing something with a project. So, so at the moment, I'm I'm the point of contact with clients. Mm-hmm. So, it, so in theory, I could palm off, not palm off, but I could hand over um, liaising with relevant people to Connor for a project. But that, but again, at the moment, he's just doing basically the editing side of things. My intention will be once he is actually doing um projects start to finish then mm-hmm. it makes absolute sense that he's the one responsible for all of it question for me is if sarah as project manager mm-hmm. uh was communicating with the client and a client had revisions would it damage the creative process if you are not that point of contact if sarah is collecting information and then relaying it back into you in a more standardized way. Let's just say every Monday, Wednesday, any creative feedback she has, she has 15 minutes, half an hour with you in person on a Zoom call and say, Baxi wants us to do this, Monument wants us to do that, Schneider wants us to do that. Like, would that damage the process? What do you mean, sorry? So an example being- Oh, so, oh yeah, I see what so you're right saying. Now, so yeah, Baxi, they're, they're speaking to Sarah as yeah, opposed to me. Baxi and Sarah use Jira to manage projects. So, but there's two streams of communications going on here. And that's, that's the overall macro thing we're trying to fix in the business, which is we're trying to get everything aligned. So if Sarah over at Baxi, mm-hmm. going real detail with names today, Sarah over at Baxi <laughs> gave um, feedback on the Baxi 800 video launch mm-hmm. and put it onto Jira, Sarah's one that sees that. Then Sarah would bring it into our project management tool and say, Harry, here's the feedback that we've got from Baxi. Would that help or hinder the communications? Um, interesting you used that specific um example because i can't i can't find it in my right now but i can't remember how i got feedback for that mm-hmm. um but for for me you got it across two different channels you got half in your inbox and half over gyra yeah so that so via sarah i think as soon as it as soon as this goes through a person that's not directly directly in contact with the project mm-hmm. The, it, there's the opportunity for things to get missed or confused so unless depending on what information Sarah's being given mm-hmm. she might not be able to ask a question so Sarah will come to me with revisions and I'll see them and go oh yeah but like for example one of the revisions was was related to like font and text mm-hmm. turns out it was not the revision they requested was incorrect but I was able to speak to Sarah directly and say, is this the one like, like here's the example on what I'm showing you, like problem solved basically there and then. But if like Sarah relayed the message to me, you're saying that I would then relay the message back to Sarah that everything's done and then goes back to Sarah. That, yeah, that might that That's, might be, that might not be the best solution, yeah. but I'm trying to work out how we basically get, because it feels like client comms is probably the thing slowing you down. Is it slowing me down? Let me it, let me go back to the, the four-step process because we got off it. We know the problem. What's the cause? That's the next part of this. So we've got problem, cause, recommended solutions, and solution.
if I knew the problem, I'd, I'd fix it, surely. <laughs> I, th- I no, feel no, no. We, know, we know the problem. I'm, I'm trying to work out the cause of the problem. I'm, what am I doing? I'm just spending a lot of time typing on my keyboard. Um, I think it's just like that sort of thing is just logistics. It's is it, just the constant back and forth. Watching you battle with this in your head right now, it feels like there isn't... I'm not trying to make this smaller than it is in your head. But it feels like actually this could this whole thing right now could just be about expectation setting for you. What inter- internally for me? Yes, and maybe spending a bit of time of really defining actually here's where we are today, and here's where we're moving to, and having a, having a more realistic and clear expectation of what the output of that team should be, because it seems like you're stressed that we've hired someone and we should be at two output and we're at one point three. Yeah. I'm really, really impressed that we're at 1.3 already. How long has he been in the business? How long has Connor been in the well, business? Well, that's what I'm saying. He's good. Like, and the, the, my, the, my issue, the reason why we needed someone else was because at the moment, my job, <laughs> my job was to shoot, edit, and all that, and then liaise. Mm-hmm. And, and it was like the admin side was crushing my output. Mm-hmm. So now the output's been given to someone else. It, I, I suppose it's almost... Rather than it going from one to one point three, it's gone to like a seven from a point seven to a one, if that makes sense. Makes complete sense from an output perspective. So I think that's what's happened. And then like <laughs> I'm cool. now the PA. <laughs> cool. I'd rather it be so just so you know, like going from point seven to one is it's actually a bigger gain. It's like nearly fifty percent increase in output. So like Yeah. <clears throat> and that's probably that's probably more accurate. But that's that is Okay, let's do this exercise then. So what does your team look like? and this is about vision setting for you from a creative department, is in two years time, what does that look like? Um, Good question. Well, I think with just the nature of um, like our department, is it's just like more bodies equals more output, Mm -hmm. really. So like we can for example, like now, because there is in theory two two of us in the team that can shoot and edit, mm-hmm. then in theory we could we could have up to a, a two on on output, um, on whatever scale we're working from. <laughs> um, so if you put a third body in there, in theory it could go up to a three and a four and a, like the more people we have doing creating assets and shooting and things like that, the more we can just output. Cool. Take the numbers off the table. What are you doing in two years' time when you walk into the creative department's office? <laughs> Probably spending my days on Monday.com. No, what are you doing? Um, and about vision setting, this is what you want to be doing. When you walk into the office and you've got 10 people working under your creative department hmm. and you've become creative director at Expert Trades, what do you imagine your role to be? Um, never really thought about it. But I'd probably I, the where I see it is just more of what I'm doing now, less of actually doing any work. Mm-hmm. But I think I think my issue is is I just feel like what I'm doing right now isn't the best. I can do it to the best of my ability of what I'm doing. Like I'm not I've not got a problem with handing over shoot and edit projects to other people and things like that and letting them speak with clients and everything like that. I think it's just I feel like what I'm doing now isn't the best that I could be doing it. So. And I think that's where my frustration is, is that I'm spending, I'm, I feel like I'm spending too much time on something where if I could optimize this, mm-hmm. then I could contribute in better ways. Whereas I feel like I'm, I'm 
at the moment, I feel like I'm handling inbound as well. Yep. It's all just inbound and like clients and com, uh, clients and tracking and things like that. Like you're a task manager. Yeah. Whereas I'd li- what I'd like to be is like a, like um, an efficient, well, well-oiled machine that means less admin, more output from you. Yeah, I'd like, a, I'd I'd like to exercise. actually be uh, more creative again, mm-hmm. as opposed to like lastminute.com, just getting things done. So let me t- so let me tell you a journey that me and Alan have been on. Okay, so Alan, very on this thing, is the business development manager and expert trades. Yep. He wants to become the sales director of my company, mm-hmm. which, being really honest is some pretty big shoes to fill because <laughs> I like to do sales, okay? But I know that I can't spend my days physically doing the selling, okay? We need to hire someone to do that. However, it doesn't mean that I'm not in the room in terms of the sales strategy. So we had to basically outline a process of how we move him from becoming a business development manager into a sales director and outline what that journey could look like. It feels like we probably need to do the same with you because if I just give you my vision of so what I what I naturally have to do is actually say, okay, for this manager, what's their progression? What are mm. they doing in a year, two, three years time? And I've done it for everyone. And hence us moving towards managers meetings, trying to elevate the people within the company. For me, and you'll have to tell me where this is like fucking not what you want to do and be direct and be straight with me. But when you walk into your creative department in two years time and there's 10 people, like you're not doing any client communications. Like, the dream (laughs) but simply because you're right now what you're doing is building the process Mm -hmm. fine as you add some more people in uh, there'll be a tipping point where you are basically your workload is making other people more efficient fine when you walk into the office in two years time you're going to have UI UX guys graphic designers motion graphics videographers all that stuff okay as a creative director, the way that I see you is client brief comes in, working with the team and putting a strategy together of actually what's the client trying to achieve and how do we build a video that clearly communicates and executes on this brief? Cool, let's bring the people into the room, let's run that creative meeting, cool. Here's the objectives the client's trying to achieve and here's what we're gonna do. You do this, you do this, you do this. And all the time that all this is happening, you've got someone there who's understanding the brief and being basically point of contact for clients for the creative department. So then your job basically is, what project are you working on? Let me have a look at it. Show it to me. I think you've missed the mark here. Let's change X, Y, and Z. That's where I think the creative director's responsibility will sit in expert trades within two years' time. How does that sound? You're still not necessarily on the camera, behind Mm -hmm. the camera, because I think, being really honest, is you'll be worth too much to the company to have you go in and shooting video. Mm. Your job is to actually train the people underneath you the expert trades way of shooting video and editing video that communicates with trades professionals. Like you've got all that in your head and you've done it for the last two years. Your role is floating around that department to make sure that everyone's happy and motivated and doing it the expert trades way and adding those sprinkles as I occasionally Mm. say in our development meetings to make sure that the product is right for the client. You're not fucking doing client communications. You've got someone to do that for you because you're worth too much to the company thoughts no I'm happy about that that sounds like I'm sounds like less admin (laughs) which I'm happy about but just to be clear less admin but you're still not touching the buttons and pressing like you're still not doing that and that's about expectation setting Mm. if you think you measure your output purely on how many times you are holding the shutter down or whatever it's called uh, (laughs) (laughs) do you know what I mean like that's not your measure of output anymore you've got to look no agree that's that's not my issue really it's like I like I say, I'm, I'm, it's as 
well, I mean, we, we, we do other things to kind of um, satisfy that hunger anyway. So mm -hmm. um, that's not necessarily expert trades related. So I've not got a problem with that because I can still kind of uh, quench that thirst. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Flex many, that muscle. Yeah. <laughs> how many more analogies do you want? <laughs> um, so I've not got an issue with that. And I guess that's why, uh, that's probably just kind of realizing that that's probably why this isn't, I'm not like, oh, I'm not on the camera anymore because yep. I am quite frequently, to be fair, more frequently than expert trades, yeah. bizarrely. Um, but so that's not my issue. I, um, I was going with that. I was, I'm happy to relinquish that role mm -hmm. at expert trades um, to rise up and, and help a team beneath yeah. me. Excel. And there's still training of bits to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when I'm thinking about sales, it's not as if I'm not doing selling. Yeah. Like, Alan's going to shadow me in meetings to see how I sell. And then he'll be doing the selling and I'll be sat with him. And then I'll be coaching him to become a better sales professional within the company so he can then continue to develop into the sales director all he wants to do. Mm -hmm. Like you're still in it. Yeah. You just got to probably recalibrate what what your measure of success is within that department. And by the way, I fucking love the fact you've got this attitude because it's like you said words like it, the business is paying more than it needs mm. to. Like it's costing the business money. And when you've got a manager in the team that thinks about the business, like my job's done. Like, like you worry about that. Yeah, I am. I am like that's, and I think, um, and again, I'm probably, I'm probably blaming the admin or the process at the moment. And But it's, but I am just very aware that it's like, I feel like, we we could be I could I need I say so I think my train of thought is I want to be throwing more at the team to get them do, working more to the point where Adam we need more staff that's the ideal that's okay. the ideal goal because that hopefully means more money for the company etc cool. et great objective but, how do you do that but the issue I've got is I feel like my time is not being spent in the right places like i'm i'm losing time for like growing the department mm -hmm. on currently going through managing the department. managing the department yeah my, it's my life it's my ceo <laughs> role i want to grow the company and right now the specific reason i hired a performance coach is i need to become a better communicator and a better ceo word better is probably the wrong word you tell me off for it uh, <laughs> but that's why i went there because i like to grow the business but I have to now build it on solid foundations mm. because there's processes in this company that don't exist that need to before we can go to the next level. And that same mentality isn't just for the CEO. Like you are the CEO of the creative department right now. Like you are going through exactly the same journey and pain points that I am, which is why having things like our conversations, the manager's meeting, mm -hmm. all of that is just about sharing best practice because everyone within the company who manages people, I've realized are no different to me. You've got the same levels of stress, probably not the same levels of stress, but in your own world, you do. Yeah. It's as stressful, okay? Uh, so it's about sharing that common knowledge. So one, super love the fact that that's what's going through your head. I think it's just a good indication that you're thinking about things in the right way. I think we probably have to just recalibrate what success looks like for you mm -hmm. and having really clear objectives and how you measure it. So before we sort of wrap up, I think I, I just want to get an indication of how you think you could measure this moving forward. Um, and all this will make sense when we go through the OKR workshop that I'm doing as a team on the potential on the 7th so what I'm trying to figure out what exactly I need to measure so I, I, obviously we've got output at the moment ignore what you need to measure right clients. now what's the objectives so um, like if we just said big sweeping objectives for the creative department what do you think they'd be um, 
big sweeping. I think well, I think like it, it all stems down to output because if we if we're not doing anything, then it's it's costing. Cool. So profitability. Everything. Yeah. Cool. So profitability is an objective, like making sure that the creative department is a mm-hmm. profitable engine within the company, and you can develop some key results on how to measure that. We're going through that process mm-hmm. right now, but just doing output is fucking worthless unless the client likes it. Yeah. So what process can we put in place where we get a feedback loop from the client so you actually understand over time the work that Connor's doing the client likes so then you'll feel more like empowered to give him more stuff. So how can we get a feedback loop from the client? Well, as in like if Connor, for example, did a project, do I follow up with the client, ask how the, like, f- give us feedback on working with him or like? Yeah, does that, how does that make you feel in terms of doing that? Um. How does that make me feel? I think that's quite a... uh, It feels weird, that does, because that's almost like... I feel like that's not the best situation because you're almost saying, like, okay, here's here's someone that's, like, like, is is fresh to the game. Mm -hmm. You're like, we don't know how this is going to work out. Let us know what happens sort of thing. I feel like that's not a good sort of um, impression to give the client. Like, shouldn't we be always... Like, we've got eight players we deliver mm-hmm. on everyone maybe you can you can ask the client the question differently rather than telling them here's exactly. here's, a, here's a newbie it's a framing exercise yeah, at, yeah. That, at that point um, but you're right we do only hire A, a players here expert trades and I think one thing that I do as a as the as the sort of CEO when I'm having these meetings is I communicate that as well and especially when new people come into the business a lot of our clients are on the understanding I won't get too I won't get too friendly with that person for the first three four months <laughs> because if they're no good Adam will Adam will axe them and they'll be gone like I think we've established mm-hmm. this actually if you're here for three four months then you're in uh, I love the way that Harry Hugo from the Go Agency says like just getting in this place is like getting into fucking Harvard like we want to become that sort yep. of actually you're in three months you've passed probation like you're an A player as just a credit like yeah. so it means something on the CV in three years time that you worked at expert trades in the production department however I think there is a way to frame it with clients which is as a manager as the head of production as a creative director I'm always looking for feedback uh, for my team to help us continuously improve it's really important for me here so your feedback as a client is ridiculously important because then I take that into my team and I relay that to them so we can continue to deliver better projects for you here's the three projects we've delivered for you in the last quarter if you could spend five minutes and fill in this form with an MPS score whatever you want to do that would mean the world to me like yeah to be fair we need, we need more testimonials <laughs> there's two things there's testimonials and there's closing the feedback loop for you so for, for you to be able to come in with some quant data to be able to say actually this is how our clients think about us here's the scores and here's how we've been rated and making it completely public wide these are the projects that were worked on and here's the things we need to improve on like continuous improvement is something we need to embrace as a company. Mm-hmm. Like for me, that feels, and I actually think if I, if I received that from Appley, our app agency, which was like from the CEO, was like, by the way, we've just completed this this sprint for you. These three people within our team have worked on it. They've really enjoyed it. For me, it's really important to X, Y, and Z, the stuff I just said. Can you give us some feedback? I can't see how that's a negative. Mm. Like that's how I'd probably look at framing it. Because then internally you have a measure for one, the overall department, and then two, for people's work. And it's not a measure so you can basically just give them the fucking, like, 
I said hammer and then give the hand movement of a whip <laughs> at that point in time. So it's not as if you can come down on them, but it's so you can actually provide genuine feedback yeah. and help them continuously improve. This project was great. They thought the communication was weak in this area. Mm. Like this has been consistent across three clients. I need to work with you to help you have better communication skills with the clients because the work is fantastic. That's letting you down and you're doing all the hard work really well. We just need to do that thing, which is mm. really easy when you get it right. Let's get it right. That's the stuff that we need to be working on. Yeah, because we have... we we've done something similar like what do we think clients think of us yeah yeah, we yeah just... we, that was a really good point that's what we did with like an internal on all hands it was mm. like hey here's where we feel our clients are from a, we MPS scored our clients for us mm-hmm. like but I think it was it'll be so strong if we can get to a position that every quarter hey Mr. Baxi Mr. Monument here's the stuff we've done can I get your feedback this is this is the thing that we do expert trades which is continuous improvement mm. we want to get better every every month every quarter every year your feedback's really important to us and they'll just get into the cycle like the first couple of quarters they'll be like oh, this is where I'll give you some feedback but all of a sudden when something goes really well or something goes really shit they'll be making a note and going okay cool I, I get an opportunity mm. to raise this in three months time amazing I think you should roll that out and it's about that process of actually what's your objective like profitability making sure clients are happy and then continuously increasing output Maybe if you had an objective of like adding 5% output goal every month, I don't know the right number, but you can work it out. And then it's the objective is to increase output from the team by 5% in October. Then what are the key results that you need to do to get there? Who needs to be trained on what? What admin needs to be cut? How do you free up more time in the calendar? You'll develop three to five points. Actually, here's the key results that if I do, we get to hit this objective. That makes sense? Yeah. Cool. Like it. Do you want to wrap us up, home slice? Cool, guys. If you've gone through this episode and enjoyed being a fly on the wall in this conversation, don't forget to give us that feedback. If you're on Facebook, do not forget to go and join our Facebook group. Head over and search for Startup Business Club on Facebook. Harry's very impressed that I remember that we changed the name. Uh, thank you for the advice over there from Shane. It helps more people discover the group. Search for Startup Business Club. We have nearly 200 members in there that are trying to do interesting things and help each other. Go and jump in there. Give us feedback on this show because Shane, this is for you. Don't forget to share the show, buddy. Um, the show will be shared inside the Facebook group and we would love to hear your feedback. And again, if you have not left us that five-star review in your podcatcher of choice, make sure you go and do it. It helps more people find the show. You can get your business plugged and it makes me and Harry feel warm and fuzzy inside. And we will see you next time. Mm-hmm.